Since I'm looking at beautiful dice at the table, we'll start by talking about Dice Envy. Michael has increased his collection even more with another set of gunmetal dice. And so I think our table is now starting to sag on that end from all the metal down there. How are you liking those dice? Fantastic. Man, this is making me kind of envious. Dane's got plastic dice. (laughs) Would you say you have... Dice, Dice Envy. envy. <laughs> oh, man, we, we're almost in sync on that. Hang on, let's try that again. Would you say you have Dice, Dice Envy? envy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check them out, DiceEnvy.com. Lots of beautiful dice. If you use the special code that we have in our show notes, you will also help support our show because we'll get a small part of the profits. Check them out, DiceEnvy.com. We are also using sound effects from BattleBards. Go to BattleBards.com. Check out their neat sound effects. If you sign up for one of their Prime accounts, you'll get streaming access to your sound effects, tools that you can use to mix and match, and use our special code of STACK to get a 20% discount. BattleBards.com. Beautiful sounds. You can contact us a bunch of different ways online, Twitter and Instagram, at StackOdice, by email, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And we've been getting some interesting hits from different countries we got one from iran last week and our friend in barbados has been really listening to us so that's been a lot of fun to see the question i want us to consider before we start this game is what are you doing (laughs) that's the question (laughs) are we making geometric patterns with your dice okay gotcha the question i want us to consider is music is integral to the story we're telling together If someone in the game world were to write a song about your character based on your adventures so far, what would the title of that song be and what would the song be about? And as a, as a bonus, I'm willing to award experience points if you give me a really good title and what the song is about. So again, if somebody in the game world were to write a song about your character, what would the title be and what would the song be about? Thane. It would my song would be I'm coming with you because that's my catchphrase and it would just be about me following my friends everywhere. Nice. That sounds good. Tira. <sighs> you said this is supposed to be a song written by somebody from the game world? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> This is really not formed, but the very first thing I thought of for some reason was that one guy that we fought in, um, was it Flenmore? It was a while ago and I chopped off a dude's leg. <laughs> yes, that? that guy. Oh, yes. In the alleyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, so know. the song is, why'd you chop off my leg? I don't know. I was trying to think of a good title to go with that, but um, well, you just meant, did he live? You don't no. know. We don't know. He did, no, 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 no. <laughs> Flying legs of glory. Shot. Of gory. Down. No, I, I know oh, you killed everyone. Oh, got it. Okay, I was like. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think we killed everyone there, so. Yeah. Well, if we don't know if he lived or not, then that'd be kind of interesting to, to imagine that he, like, dragged himself out and, and that he wrote this song probably to make it sound like he was a hero somehow to tell the story of how he lost his leg. <laughs> Or others who heard his story or saw the results yeah. wrote a song about this. Yeah. So what's the name of the song? I don't know. Um, the Ballad of... <laughs> <laughs> the 
The Ballad of Stumpy. Hop along, Cassidy. No, because that's be about me. Oh, right. Because if, if people saw him with his leg lopped off and he got around to telling them it was this fierce lady dwarf and she just sheared my leg off in one fell swoop with this giant axe. And people wrote songs about it because it was so impressive. And they were like afraid of me. About Legless the Elf. Was he an elf? No, he was human. He was a oh, big... Oh, okay, I get it. Oh. He was a big old chunk of a human, too. <sighs> Obviously, I'm having a hard time coming up with a like, title, but I think it's a pretty cool song. It, it would be, <laughs> if it had a title. Hey! <laughs> okay. Well, if you think of one, All right. just blurt it out. And Michael. The song about Womberbash would be, I saw a brown streak and a crack. <laughs> And basically what that means is it would be about how Bash jumps and he cracks the <laughs> he cracks the ground and he streaks. So he'd be this brown streak and he cracked the ground. So the song is titled I See a Brown Streak and a Crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you really are eleven, aren't you? <laughs> we'll be back with you in a moment, folks. <laughs> Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Hello everyone, I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master for this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm so thankful to have some excellent people with me to help tell this story with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson. Where's my experience points? <laughs> <laughs> Peter as Thane... No. Th- sorry. Uh, Thane as Peter Greerhawk. Peter as Thane! <laughs> you <laughs> said it right. Transformation he's, complete. He's taking over me. Yes. <laughs> A part of him still lives inside me, doesn't it? In our previous episode, Tira Bash and Peter found themselves unexpectedly wrapped up in local events. After helping Bash recover from his ordeal, the friends did some scouting, but quickly realized just how dangerous the approaching army was. Realizing this danger, they promptly volunteered to stand with the army of Tuonui. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Excellent. Me! Now, I am going to have a lot of reading in this episode, yes. so just bear with me, but... I want you to interject with things that you're doing or thinking throughout. The night passes slowly. At first, it's raucous, with voices raised in shouts, laughter, and calling out to comrades at nearby campfires. As the hours drag on, however, it becomes gradually quieter. Somewhere to your right, a clear voice rises in song, accompanied by the mournful plucking of a wailing instrument. This seems to dampen the festive spirit, and soon you can see soldiers rolling onto their sleeping mats to try to steal some sleep from the night. Maybe you hear a story being told. Would, would any of you like to maybe fill in some elements of a, of a supernatural kind of story that they would tell? 
I'm not looking for the full story. Just there what? once was a monkey named Wukong. Is this Limerick? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is he not. lived and worked in Hong Kong. Sorry, go ahead. And it's Xiang Kong, not Hong Kong. Westernization. Not us. Then they also talked about uh, the great demon fox that has nine tails. <laughs> okay. Naruto. <laughs> yes. No, actually, that is a standing of course it is. story yeah. in of course Japanese it is. Uh, culture. But it features heavily in Naruto. But Japanese Very is, much so. Japan isn't real, so. <laughs> Neither is Zhang Zhang or whatever Hong Kong was, you said. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Any ideas for a supernatural tale that they might tell to take their minds off of the events coming up? There once was a queen in the area who they said at once had the power of life and death. And um, the people uh, ganged up against her because uh, she was evil. And they, um, all of her major generals uh, uh, went against her and captured her. And there was 1,000 maidens who uh, sacrificed themselves to go into her tomb to take care of her into the afterlife. And so they buried her. Um, and there's talk of a, uh, a door that has many different ciphers to open to, to revitalize her. But if anyone were to actually bring her back from the dead, uh, they would have the power of life and death. Sounds good to me. What anime is that? It's not. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's looking for more XP. <laughs> Don't. And so you hear, I guess, Ong Chen has been lingering around you just to help you understand what's going on before he has to report to where he needs to be. By the time he does leave, the stars and moon are bright in the sky, although the first wisps of clouds begin to obscure the sky to the northwest, distant over the gorge-scarred land. One fire over, where a band of village recruits is camped, Someone begins weeping as he contemplates his mortality. A couple soldiers in your more veteran unit call over, laughing at first, but the laughter isn't mocking. Rather, it's a laughter of understanding. They attempt to make light of what lies ahead in the dark way soldiers throughout time have learned to embrace. After a minute of this, two of the soldiers get up from your area and head over. The weeping does subside, and you can hear quiet voices drifting over to you. Tira, I think you're the only one of the of the party that's awake. Thump, I guess he's kind of sitting there at the fire too, but if there's nothing, there's nothing. That's fine. Yes. Bash passes gas in his sleep. Your blanket billows up appropriately. Peter has a nightmare because of said occurrence. <laughs> sleep does come at last, but in shredded, uncertain layers of restfulness. Every jingle of war gear seems amplified in the moisture-laden air. And a couple hours before dawn, you're awakened for good, all of you, by the heavy creaking of a wagon making its way along behind your lines. It stops for varying amounts of time at each unit's location, and when it reaches you, it's possible to see stacks of blades and bundles of cloth inside. The driver calls out a question, which is quickly answered by your unit's captain. The man on the wagon dabs a pen against his tongue, scribbles something hastily, clucks his tongue, and the wagon rolls on. At the next unit's location, the village recruits, he takes longer. From your short distance away, you see a line of villagers taking long, padded overcoats and mass-produced swords as they put on the heavy fabric coats and turn around to test them out. 
Firelight glints off of little metal discs sewn into the fabric as an extra layer of protection. These coats are uniformly red. They're dyed that way, as is the more complete armor of the veterans of your unit. The distinctive color serves as an easy way to distinguish friend from foe on the battlefield. So now that you're all awake, is there any last preparations you want to make? Anything you want to do? I'm praying to Vasham, and I am scribbling in my green book. I haven't been mentioning it, but I've been just like writing stuff that's been going on mm-hmm. as we traveled. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you want to mention in your prayer to Vasham? Having been in a battle before, Peter realizes that it it would be futile to ask that you know she keeps us all from harm. But I ask more for please keep us from too much harm and let your healing hand be upon all of us. Nice. Wamberbash, anything you want to do? I'm uh, opening up my last ration pack, and I'm just eating the entire thing. I, I think I'm going to need some energy for this, so um, I'm actually really nervous and um, a little on the afraid side. What form does that take? Um, I think I'm, uh, my eyes are wide, and uh, I'm actually shaking uh, because we've never done anything like this. We've always been thrown, like, hap- happenstance, like there's a battle immediately, so there's no time to think. This one was tough because, first of all, I've seen the army and I see that they're, like, skilled as well as this is an actual, like, war-type battle. I've, I've never experienced anything like this before, so I'm, I'm scared. I mean, Arden was no, is, is nothing like this is going to be because Arden was just, you know, a fistful of bandits against a fistful of villagers. At the you know, time, it seemed big. At the time, it seemed big, but now that we're here, things, yeah. like, yeah, we, we've gone out, like, um, what was it? Abendale, like, you know, Abendale, we were there and we saw the army coming in and then we saw the whole fleet there. And now we're here and we, we, we you've seen the army and, and I saw the army from a distance, but like I've seen what numbers we're working with now and it's considerably larger. This is, yeah, this is way different. Um, like, I know this is, this is actually war at this point. Tira, anything you're doing? I'm best taking stock and making sure I have everything with me. I'm making sure I have both my axes sharpened and ready. Um, checking even my javelin and light hammers. Just, you know, just don't want to go into battle with anything missing that I might need. Because like like these two, I understand this is going to be a totally different type of engagement than we've ever done before. And I know I probably can't rely on just one thing. Yeah, I'll I'll say that the cart that came by, maybe you did grab a light hammer off of it because you left one in the desert. I did, so yeah. so you're you're stocked back up. Oh, I have two now. Yay. And Thump is also testing the draw on his bow. He's not releasing it. He's not dry firing with it, but he is pulling the string and he's easing it back into place. He's making sure that he is limber. You see him doing some arm stretches and he's preparing himself in the way that he knows and a profusion of sense roll off of him many of them you're not familiar with at all it almost seems like he may be recounting his family history as a way of anchoring himself in this moment Hmm. and so he is preparing himself in that way (laughs) Mm, smells like family history (laughs) (laughs) you know that smell i do a horn sounds one hour before dawn other horns along your line take up the call and each unit's captain begins shouting commands The men of your unit grumble as they stretch in the cool dampness of the dewy morning. They roll up their things in good order and fall easily into formation. 
As we noted last time, these are primarily spearmen, although each carries the squared-off blade that is so distinctive in Daohuin. These blades are for the close work after the spears absorb the impact of the initial charge. Your captain, whom the general chose in part for his knowledge of Edeline, asks you to take up positions on the unit's flanks. Two of you may take one side and two another. Your role will be to serve as a screen to swing in as needed and help clean up trouble along the unit's front. Okay, so Thump and I are both general support characters. I've got healing. Thump's got some healing and plus other skills, whereas Womberbash and Tira, you guys are frontline characters, so I think we should split up Thump and somebody, me and somebody. It's good thinking. Um, I think Thump and I worked pretty well together in the battle on the ship. Uh, with the pirates. Okay. I think we should stick together. All right, and I'll go with Bash. Having decided that, uh, so Tira and Thump, which yeah. side do you want to be on, left or right? Um, right. Okay, because you're right-handed? Yeah. And Peter and Bash, you want to be on the left side? I don't want to be politically aligned in any way. <laughs> Within the hour, the Tuonuan army is assembled and prepared. The core of the army, the veteran units that represent the standing force, are lined up in good order on the field. Each unit of 100 stands in readiness as a block of men in sturdy armor. Each unit stands with a space of about 20 feet between them. It's still dark, so each captain signals that his unit is ready and in place by lifting a lit torch. You're comforted to see a line that stretches on and on. You can see the torches rising all the way down the line. About 50 yards ahead of where you are is a thin line of skirmishers. These skilled soldiers bring bundles of javelins or carry small dark bows and quivers of arrows. Their job is to put a dent in the enemy's rush, then retreat and harass them from safer positions. These brave souls wear white heron feathers on their helmets so it's easier to see them from a distance and let them through the line in those crucial moments before they collide. Arranged directly behind your line is another line, this one composed of the villagers in their padded coverings. They're staggered slightly from your formations so they mostly line up with the gaps in the front line. The idea, you gather, is that these units will dart through the gaps to finish off the fallen enemy then retreat behind the line once more. From even further away to the extreme left and right comes the sound of horses. Their nervous whinnies indicate that they stand ready to protect the army's flanks while also being prepared to pursue fleeing enemies. You feel amazingly secure, tucked away as you are within the line of 7,000 allies. This is your last chance to make any final preparations, anything you want to do. One last prayer. Can I speak to the uh, general? The general is nowhere near here. He's in the back? He is somewhere. Who, who, you don't... Who's commanding the front line? You have... A, you have An adjutant of some sort? or a... No, each unit has its captain, and that captain is basically following signals. Okay, uh, I, I want to talk to the person who's trying to break those, those light... The, the guys up front trying to break through the front lines You're trying to go, of the enemy? You're trying to go talk to the skirmishers? Yes, yeah, skirmishers. You would, you would have to leave your formation go 50 yards ahead to talk to them. And it's it's a long line that stretches across the entire front of your army. I want to talk to the captain of that. I'm going to run up. I'm going to run. There, is no, there is no yeah. captain of that okay, line. Okay. All right, I'm just going to run up there and be with them then. 
Okay. I'm leaving him and I'm running up there. So you're. <laughs> I take. I don't even tell Peter where I'm going. I just take off. Fish. <laughs> well, I guess I'm coming with him. Okay. Well, actually, no. I don't even have any ranged weapons. I have guiding bullets. How far are we away from the enemy at this point? About a half mile distant, okay. you think. It's okay. still dark out. Tira, you see Bash, and then shortly after, Peter heading out towards that screening line. I'm torn. I feel a very strong pull to run after him because they're, they're going towards the front of the battle. That's up to you. And I don't like us to be separated. When I finally get up there, I kind of like look both sides to the guys that are up there and they're probably kind of looking at me like, what's this guy doing up here? As, as Peter comes up, I'm going to tell Peter, I say, Peter, I, I'm going to I'm gonna break through the enemy line. Are you ready? We're not breaking through. We're here to I dent them. When and we then get there, when we get there, we'll full when back. we get there, are you going to be ready? I think so. Okay. So I, I I have my hand on the hilt of my longsword, my katana, basically, and I have my shield already out on my left arm. You are definitely, you are by far the heaviest armed person along this line. Everyone else is wearing mostly cloth for, for greater mobility and speed. Yeah, this might not be the best for me because they're all just going to be Usain bolting back to the <laughs> lines and I'm just going to be... Like that? I'll just yeah. be... <laughs> <laughs> no, quite the opposite, actually. I'll just be like, wait, guys. <laughs> no, they, they will be... They'll be doing that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. You said they will be Usain Bolting. Oh, oh. <sighs> that was well-timed. Yeah. Okay, so you are now positioned along the front line. Tira, you're... Uh, and Sump is right by me. Yeah. He puts his hand on your shoulder. Yeah, right? maybe he sees me... Tensing to spring, he's gonna stop me. He's gonna restrain me. He nods, and he takes a step forward. Let's go. And I run off. That fifty yards seems like the longest distance you have ever walked. You're running up in front of all these eyes. Yeah, yeah, I'm running. I mean, it's tough just to get up in front of my classroom and walk across the, walk across the room to grab a piece of paper in front of like thirty people. <laughs> and here you have 7,000 yeah. people staring at you. And we're supposed to be in formation back there with those guys. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> you position yourselves, you find a, a comfortable place to be, and then you feel a little bit of warmth across your back. There's a blush of light from behind you as the sun rises at last. Ooh. Oh, wait. Oh, man. The breath of your Huingen allies rises in a cloud that quickly dissipates. The plain before you slowly lightens under the morning sun's red rays. Then, as the light touches the enemy's location about a half-mile distant, your breath catches involuntarily. Last night, Bash gave up counting at 500, and it's easy to see why. Your first full view of this army shows perhaps 10,000 figures. The dark line opposite you extends for over a mile in either direction. Because the distant army is closer to the gorges, the land rises slightly there, and you're able to see row upon row of densely packed ranks. Blocks of soldiers armed with glistening spears stand in orderly array. Black and white banners rise from their ranks, fluttering slightly in the restless morning breeze. 
As the sun's light illuminates the enemy's position, a mad cry rises and the entire front line erupts into noise and motion. You see bodies hurling themselves onto the ground, rolling about and thrashing in furious throws. Even from here, you can see most of these wild ones have shaved heads that have been daubed with white paint to make them look like skulls. Then from somewhere behind that fearsome army comes the sound of drums. The booming quiets the uproar, amplified by the sounding walls of the red gorges behind them. Boom. 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 The echoes roll across the plain, and you feel an icy sweat form on your back. After that final boom, all is silent for a moment. Peter utters to himself as this is going on, where did these guys come from? Across the way, the midmost formation slides smoothly to the side, and a gigantic figure on an equally massive black horse, think of a Clydesdale, trots easily forward. He advances about half the distance, so about a quarter mile, then pulls up short. The figure, who wears no armor, surveys your lines. He looks familiar. Go ahead and roll for perception. Twenty. Bash. I'm sorry, where am I? Perception should be a wisdom, I think. Yes. Okay. Do you, are you proficient? 17. No. Okay. 11. Bash, you recognize immediately the giant barbarian figure. Yes. With the boar, with the boar axe? The one with the boar axe. Wait, I'm sorry. The one that pummeled Bash when he like chased after, when we were uh, chasing them through. He what was, was with the plague doctor. Oh. He's the one who took, he, he's, he took. Um, okay, as we were running through the desert. Rebeck. Yeah. I am Kaluakos. The gritty voice cuts across the distance easily. I'm in charge of this pack of ravening wolves behind me. I come on behalf of the Reaver Mordant, true master of these lands and of all Edelin. He paves the way for the god Indatis, our master. Lay down your arms, give your city to us, and this will be a good day for you. Resist and... Hmm? He shrugs, makes a face, looks almost apologetic, then laughs. Joke's on you. We don't understand, Adeline. <laughs> An uncomfortable moment lingers. You glance over at your own general, who has moved to the front of the line. He's centered on your line. He sits in regal silence atop his own horse at the front. His back is straight, his ornate faceplate masking his features. With a nudge of his knees, his horse turns and trots back to his own. The veterans cheer the silent rebuke, but the cheers from the villagers behind them sound noticeably fainter. The giant, this barbaric figure you've met once before, shrugs again, turns, and ambles back. He gives a casual wave of his hand, and then the screaming begins. Roll me a dexterity check, all of you. Dexterity saving throw. 18. 9. 18. The line of skirmishers begins to go down, man after man, as though a giant scythe swept across its length. Some are quicker and leap back, but some, not fast enough, fall to the ground screaming in pain. Bash and Thump are hit. <gasps> With what? what uh... Is this some kind of magic? It must be. 
Rising from their concealment, figures in shaggy green grass stand up, <gasps> waving wickedly sharp knives that gleam red in this early light. They grab the javelins and bows from the fallen and immediately fire toward the two Onuan lines. Bash, you are going to take five points of damage. Thump takes five points of damage. Ooh, ouch, owie. So approximately three quarters of this line was taken completely by surprise. Tira and Peter, you both hear that your instincts kick in and you leap backwards just in time to see a knife flash across and then you are in reaction mode. All right, so let's roll for initiative. <laughs> Please go into a rage. Oh, yeah. 16, uh, what a... Plus dexterity. <sighs> uh, we're... 18. 20. <sighs> How long has it been since we I don't know. What was it? May of last year? <sighs> There's a lot of numbers and pluses on here. All right, all right, all right. That was in the, remember, that was in the, um, the blooper reel. What gets that into initiative? Well, your initiative. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, 18. And yours was 20, mod 20? Uh, 20, mod 20. Mm-hmm. Mine's 10. All right, it's going to be Peter, Tira, Thump, Bad Guys, Womberbash. So, Peter, what am I you are with? facing... One along this section of line. Okay. Anger is seething within me at just this absolute foul play. And like I draw my, I draw my long sword and I just dive at him, bringing down the sword with the anger and justice. Is there a God of justice? I'd have to look again. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, so I, 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 I try and smite the fool. Ma 20. That's a hit. I should think so. 10 points of damage. You bring your sword down. Underneath the grass, you can see it's another one of these skull-painted figures. And his mostly toothless mouth hisses at you. As he tries to dodge away, but your sword blade just catches him. Right across the chest. Tira. Does he die? No. What? (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, The sight of that barbarian that we saw from way back in the memory of that encounter, the sight of Bash and Thump both being taken by surprise and hit, uh, and just the overall scene before me, the cries of the people all up and down the line sends Tira into an an immediate rage. (laughs) Blood. Blood pumping in her ears, breath hot like fire, and just instantly goes into a rage. Pulls out uh, the fancy axe and just is going to bring it down over her head and try and cut the guy in front of me in two. So mod 20. Oh my goodness. All right. You rolled a 12 and got a mod 20. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) Bar- ladies and gentlemen, barbarians. Yeah, right. Uh, with great uh, axes. Okay. Um, Magical great axes. All right, here we go. <laughs> pitiful. What so did you one, roll? Well, one plus five plus two, so eight. Oh, I So won- I rolled a one and... 
don't you have that savage attacker where you can reroll ones or twos? Uh, Is that, let's see. Did you have that? I don't have anything written. I don't have savage attack written down. I've got reckless attack. I've got. Oh, you've got the great weapon master. Great weapon master. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So one plus five plus two, eight points of damage. That's yeah. you definitely hit and you bring your ax down. This, this figure again, just, he looks a lot like Peter's mm-hmm. from underneath his mat of grasses draped over his back. He has picked up a javelin and he's reared back to throw it and you catch him right in the arm. Again, like Peter's assailant, you damage him, but he's not down. Thump. I've got to find his information. He's level three, correct? He is level three still. He's getting there. He's just going to flat out attack with his bow. From right next to you, Tira, he has stayed right by your side. He swings and pulls a sideways bow shot just mm-hmm. and sends it right into the gut of this guy. Yes. You better not miss from that far away. <laughs> and does eight points of damage. The attackers, each of you is basically facing Tira and ba- Thump are facing one. Bash, you have your own. Peter, you have your own. Attacking you. What's your armor class? 16. 16. That is a miss. Bash, yours attacks you. But before he does that, he seems to cast aside any restraints that he has, and he fights like a wild beast. He swings his blade, rolls a natural 20. Um, can I throw my Uzi <laughs> Watson in front of You absolutely of can. All right. So without thinking, uh, I can already see my mother before me, and I just move my hand. He's to my left. Okay. I just move my hand and I'll point straight towards Bash. Okay. I say, go! You see your ghostly mother drift across and she... You see her... Wild hair flying. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, describe it. Eyes blazing with an ethereal flame. <laughs> so, yes, her. everything about her seems to be floating as though underwater, but she's moving much more decidedly than that. Her hair is flying and her eyes are wide and her arms just fan wide, almost like a cross. The swing comes and does 14 points of damage. So you get to go ahead and roll your 2d6 and you will absorb out of that 14 whatever you roll. Eight. For a total of six points of damage on Bash. Mm-hmm. The figure looks stunned. It's almost as though your your mother's arms one of grabbed his mm-hmm. wrists and slowed it down as it came down. And you you were fully expecting Bash to have the worst of it for sure. But without any visible sign, it's you can see the shock in the figure's face as he brings his axe down, and you feel like Somebody's watching over you. <laughs> All right. And then, Peter, your attacker. I claim my sword on my shield. Rolls another me. natural 20. Uh, excuse me. I think that's illegal. Tira? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 10 points of damage. <sighs> and that's it for the bad guys. Back to Tira, uh, Peter. Oh, no, Bash. No, I don't want him to have a turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bash, your turn. All right. After that second hit... Um, I'm angry. 
Uh, so I automatically, I'm going to spend two side points and get, um, and go into a rage. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go into a, uh, frage. frage, fake rage, a freak rage. Um, I'm going to get uh, plus two on my armor class. I'm also going to, um, transform into a boar, a wild boar. And I'm also going to spend, um, two side points for feet of strength. So a total of four side points. I get plus four. Plus four. Now, how many side points is that in one turn? Four. Four. Are those both actions? Uh, no. Is um, one bonus and one an action? One's a bonus and one is an action. Okay. And so fine. I am now standing there with tough hide. I am a wild boar, which I was going to explain in just a second. And I now have a feat of strength, which is plus five on any attack bonus that I need. Obviously, back cracks. I, you know, whatever. I, I yell out like our pain hurt, but this time my tusks are my bottom tusks are quite large, and they're they're sticking out a little bit more than the first time I transformed by accident. Almost as if I'm trying to use these bad boys at a certain t- certain time. Um, I'm gonna look right at the guy who who hit me, and I'm letting him know with my eyeballs that I'm going to trample on his eyeballs at my next turn. I can just see you with your fence, fists clenched. Yeah, I'm, I'm hunched over because I'm getting ready to like run on all fours as well here in a second. But Great. Um, yeah, Peter. All right. Let's see here. What what magic can I do on this fool? I'm going to take a bonus action to cast thunderous smite on my long sword, and then I'm going to take an action to attack this guy. Can I have inspiration really quickly? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I've got like 10 rounds left to smite this guy. Okay. Yeah, that's a three plus five. So that's not going to happen this turn. Unless he's got a ridiculously low armor class. Eight, that's a miss. You're so busy concentrating on imbuing your your longsword with this magical energy <laughs> that you just overcompensate and you you swing wide of your target. While this is all going on with the three of you or the four of you, this battle is raging all along the skirmisher line. Um, it's, it's just a furious battle back and forth. You see people getting wrestled back and, you know, they're, they're trying to fight as well as they can in this moment of surprise. Tira, your turn. All right. Um, Whatever you're thinking, do yeah. it. Stop hammer. No, axe time. No, 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 no. Yeah, stop hammer time. <laughs> That's funny. I get it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it for a minute. Okay, all right. So I just uh, now I'm gonna have still have my hands on my fancy axe, and I'm gonna swing across trying to shear off his head. Do it. Uh, you got eight it. Eight plus eight, so 16. That's a hit. Okay. Fourteen, <sighs> sixteen. <laughs> I think you did it. <laughs> Your axe cleaves this person and diagonally hit the top half of his body slides one way and the bottom half falls the other <laughs> with a crash into the tall grass at your feet. You want to say anything? Uh, she's just gonna bellow. Just gonna bellow. How do you like them apples? Yeah, how do you like them apples? 
the remaining two in your immediate... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, okay, do, is that is the giant still within my sight or has he just like absorbed himself into their oncoming horde? He basically has been absorbed by the rest of the army that's now rushing towards you. But I mean, he's a giant. He's on a horse. Wouldn't he is. He, he, you above? can see his head up above, yes. But he, he is more than a quarter mile distant. Okay. Well, my, my aim is to start making my way towards him. Okay. start fighting my way through the horde to get to him. You notice that the army behind you is not moving forward. They seem to be waiting to receive this charge. No, uh-uh, no. May I call back, um, forward or let's go. I don't know. What, what? I'm not, I'm not like an army commander, you know, so I'm kind of think of a, like, I wouldn't yell a formal command. I'm trying to think of something more scrappy to say. Come on. Get up there! I don't know. Uh, come on, guys. Yeah. One of the Huen Gen there in the skirmisher line with you is trying to say something to you in his language, Huen Jiar, but you're not making any sense of it. He's, he's pulling at your sleeve, urging you to go back toward the line. It's Thump's turn. He aims at Peter's attacker, and his arrow screams home. <laughs> doing eight points of damage. The arrow quivers in his side as he howls with fury. The two attackers that are left in this area misses you, Womberbash, and Thane, your attacker, misses you. Womberbash, it is your turn. Okay, I am going to uh, charge the enemy line running toward us, so I'm going to try to trample the guy in front of me, or at least knock him out of the way. Um... So I'm sitting here as a wild boar, and I'm just going to, like, yell and scream just to try to, like, scare him, send some fear into anybody who's listening. And then I'm just Your gonna, feet pound into the grass, and... I'm snorting, snots coming out of my yeah, nose, I, I can foaming. See, I can see... Strings of slobber coming yeah, from exactly. your mouth, hanging from your tusks. Eyes wide. And you're, you're just charging right for him. Right, and so. he, he's frozen, not knowing what to do with this. I have plus five on my strength, too, by the way. So I'm, I'm <laughs> barreling towards this guy. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm modded plus, I'm a 20 plus. That's a hit. As a bonus action... I am also going to, when I run at him, I'm going to be using Brute Strike. Oh, this is a low-level guy. <laughs> and I'm going to spend five points on that, which means when I hit him, I am going to... Uh, Send him flying a mile back. As a bonus action, yeah. you gain a bonus on your next damage roll against your target. You hit it with a, an attack during the current turn. The bonus is, is 1d6 per side point spent. And the, and the damage is the same as if the attack is more than one damage. Yes. Yeah, so I'm and have, here, here's a bonus. Because he attacked you recklessly last time, you get to roll with advantage on your attack. But I you see. are... Which, so roll one more time to see okay. if you actually get a crit. Okay. Nope. So now just go ahead and roll. Okay. So this is the first of the... So this is seven, eight. Plus five. 13? Yep, 13 points damage as I run run past him, hopefully. You trample him into the grass. You can hear him moaning on the ground behind you. He's still alive, but he's obviously very badly hurt. 
uh, now you are just charging Barrel straight ahead. Straight forward, yes. Right, right into the fray. Okay. And I'm also all the way. Um, they just started charging toward the Tuonuan army, and you're in that open area between the two armies. Um, so basically, let's say another round, and okay. you will be right there. And you can see this, right? You just hitting their line and all the, the craziness that's going on all around you as that happens. So we'll get to that next round. Back to the top. Peter, it is your turn. You have an attacker, and Wamberbash left his attacker somewhere in the grass up to your right. This fool still has an arrow in his side. He does. And I am going to thunderous smite him so hard that the arrow will shoot through his side and kill somebody else. <laughs> the skirmish, your skirmisher next to him? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, like, <laughs> no, no, no. be like, hang on a second, I'm going to tilt him a little bit and then I'm going to be like, take, thunder take smite. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go. Four. 17. That's a hit. Ooh. 16 points of damage and strength saving throw or else he is out of the park as in 10 feet away strength saving throw yes wait he's still alive yes <laughs> he does not save and so why don't you describe what happens to him so with all the fury built up in me just in these few short moments i kind of i with my shield punch him in the face to stun him and then I, I, you know, ha have my arm all the way back. My sword starts crackling with thunderous energy as I just bring it down onto his shoulder. And there's just a sound of echoing, uh, just, just a, a peal of thunder echoes all throughout, all within 300 feet of me. As this guy, the angle that he is hit, he goes down to the ground first, but with so much force, he actually bounces up flies 10 feet away and then crashes into a, the ground in a heap. Yeah, I can see him, actually his feet maybe a foot above the ground as he's just flying straight back, and then he just mm -hmm. skids in the grass, much the way Wamberbash did in the last episode. And then uh, there's just smoke coming up from the grass. He's still alive. But as that happens... You hear cheers erupt from behind you all down the length of the Tuonuan army line. I turn around and I raise my sword. Great. And you realize your fly is down. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. My, my, pants, my pants just drop. And there's, and there's heart. And there's, Peter, have his moment. There's heart boxers underneath. Heart boxers. <laughs> Tira, it is your turn. All right. So I... Is the guy who is he pulling me back? The one who was trying to talk to me? Your ally is trying to yeah. pull you back toward the friendly line. Yeah. So I, I'm maybe if I wasn't in a rage, I would be more reasonable to listen to him. But I just wrench my arm out of his grasp, and all right, I'm just gonna do it. And I've just remembered I have my helmet. <laughs> <gasps> yes, please <laughs> put it on. <laughs> and I, I pull it out from I don't know where where this thing is in my, From behind you. From behind me. <laughs> I pull it out of my boot. <laughs> <laughs> Just from out of your pocket. And I put it down on my head and I charge forward. Thank you. In the air. 
I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, as I see you do this, I look pointedly over at the boar that is Wombarbash and I uh-huh. say, you have the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you have the bag? The tan bag that we oh. found. He'll get there. As you slip this helmet onto your head. What happens? It's almost like you can hear the thoughts of the people around you. And it feels like you could, with a word, reach into someone's mind and talk with them. You have a helm of telepathy. Welcome to the party. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just me, just there. (laughs) I'll read the description here. While wearing this helm, you can use an action to cast the Detect Thoughts spell with a save of DC 13. As long as you maintain concentration on the spell, you can use a bonus action to send a telepathic message to a creature you're focused on. It can reply using a bonus action to do so, while your focus on it continues. While focusing on a creature with Detect Thoughts, you can use an action to cast a Suggestion spell from the helm Mm. on that creature. Once used, the Suggestion property can't be used again until the next dawn. So basically, you could implant a command, sort of. A Suggestion isn't quite a command. It's... Right. But... (laughs) It's Inception. (laughs) Yes. Planting it, but it's going to seem like it's your idea. Why don't you just look at that dude and say, uh, go ahead and kill yourself. (laughs) So I'm going to look up suggestion here real quick yeah, so we have that spell. Yeah, I'm going to change this. Now, it's not going to be called mummy helmet anymore. I'm changing <laughs> it. So, you know, the spell description for suggestion is you suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be charmed or immune. The suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate itself, or do some other obviously harmful act ends the spell. They have to make a wisdom saving throw. On a fail, they pursue the course of action to the best of their ability. And it lasts for up to eight hours. I got it. Tell him to get off and go pee. Get off his horse and go pee. You really need to go. (laughs) I do. I do, actually. (laughs) Tell him to retreat or something. That's not a reasonable... Request. Be like, we you cannot win this battle. So anyway, you've got Go home. You've got the helmet on. Alright. And you know what it does now. Well, having just put it on, the first thing I noticed is, is that you said I could hear I like I could hear the thoughts of people around me. Can I hear the giant or is he too it's far away? It's a jumble. Away? It's it's like imagine a thousand thousand voices right, whispering right. in your head all at once. Okay. I'm thinking that having just put it on I, I don't necessarily yet grasp the idea of being able to plant thoughts as far as that I can control their actions just yet. I think I need to grow with this and use Sounds it Sounds good. Sounds good. But, it, okay. But I do somehow kind of instinctively feel like, I'm imagining it, and you can tell me if this is not right. I'm, I'm imagining it as though it almost blocks out like i no longer actually physically hear sounds around like like so if i'm seeing people in hand-to-hand combat i'm not hearing clanking i'm not hearing mushes and and stabs i'm only hearing thoughts yes perfect i love it okay go with it all right um and i'm thinking to myself I, I want I want to say something to the boar guy but i don't know is he too far away He's too far away he's not within 30 feet okay so 30 feet Ooh. All right. Well, then, uh, are there people fighting in front of me? Or I know I had this thing in my head, and the first thing I do is I tell the guy behind me, "Let me go." Ooh. What, think, what, are, what just, are his What are his thoughts that saying? I what is he trying know. to tell you? 
I, I say, I say, let me go. Does he have a response to that as far as telling me what, what, what his plan is and why he's trying to prevent me from going? Because my, to my, you know, it, to my barbarian raging mind, it doesn't make sense that we're just going to stand back and let the horde come and hit us on our own turf. I'm thinking we need to advance, and he's being like, no, come back here. So In, Instead, the raging barbarian mind is going to put on a helmet and have a telepathic conversation. Yes. You detect thoughts, and it's like you you can almost feel a link forming with the mind of this skirmisher next to you. Okay. And his his mouth, his panicked face, through all the, the visual confusion, you can hear his words begin to make sense. And it's kind of like there's a shift, kind of like if you're looking at a piece of glass with a reflection on it, you can choose to either look at the reflection or look through the glass to what's beyond. You've shifted your way of thinking, and now you can understand what he's saying. He's saying, We have something prepared. We must go back to where it's safe. Unleash the dragon. <laughs> and again, it's up to you what you yeah. do. Wamberbash, you've you've already seen him go sprinting straight ahead. Right. Yeah. I, I just I just don't see even hearing that. I just in a in a rage, which I still am. Right. The putting on the helmet doesn't end the rage, does it? Nope. Okay. But you do need to either take damage this round. All right. Or attack. All right. Is there somebody in front of me? In the grass. There's the two guys that have been one Wamberbash trampled and one Peter threw with his energy strike. All right, but I can I can move to 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 within range of one. Yeah, and because attack him. Peter's only flew ten feet away, and right. Wamberbash's was right in right front there. of him. Oh, that's right, and he's not dead. Right, neither of them are dead. All right, all right. So I hear what this guy's saying, but in my in my state of mind right now, I'm thinking he's just panicking, or he's he doesn't know how battle works, or whatever. You know, I'm not not it, it's not registering fully. I just hear it. So I still, you know, I, I've wrenched my arm out of his grasp, and I'm just going to bring my, my axe down on the guy that Bash trampled. All right. Nine is 17. That's a hit. Okay. I've got to get used to that. <laughs> uh, 15, 17. Mom. Yeah. Stop. This is why I'm part of the party. This is my function. I've got one lousy job and I'm going to do That's it. That's right. <laughs> you take your axe. You don't even swing it. I, I can no, see you just, just like... I can see you just taking it and stabbing it straight yeah. down. And the guy jerks in the grass and doesn't move anymore. All right. That's two. Now, what I forgot was you have your, your great weapon master. Yeah. Because you reduced him to zero. Yes. And you still have movement left. <gasps> You can actually move and attack the second okay, figure that's well, in the grass. Okay, well, I'm going to do that then. I, you know, just pull the axe back up and head towards I can see you're, you don't even, you hardly even break stride. You hardly. Just slam your axe straight down and you keep stumping forward and you just bring it up and you bring it around mm -hmm. in an overhead chop right down yeah. on the second guy. All right, here we go. Well, that's a 25, hit. 25, yeah. <laughs> Mod something or other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nine. This one also dies. Right. There's a scream in the grass, and that is it. And you also hear, Tira, that was mine. <laughs> is this hey. revenge for the boots? Yes. Along your section of line, there is nothing going on. The, the fighting is either further down the skirmish line, mm 
or straight in front of you. From behind you, you can hear the snap and twang of more arrows, and they go flying over you, arcing over you over the open space of the battlefield to plunge into the the rushing army that's coming towards you. Somewhere in there is Bash, and you can hear his high-pitched squeal Mm. as he's tossing his head around. But behind you, again, there's just silence and just a a disciplined army that's awaiting this charge of onrushing men. All right, so that is it for the battle part right now. So Tira, what are you going to do now? I'm streaking after Streaking Bash. after. Peter, what are you doing? So I don't know that the army has something prepared. Or do I? I mean, I kind of saw no, them as... I, I kind of was there as they all mustered and got out. In, okay, I don't... All right. So I don't know that they've got anything prepared. Um, I see I see both Bash and Tira go you know, charging off uh, into the charging army. And I don't really think that the three of us could fare well if they thronged about us. Uh, Thump is still in the line with me, right? Thump is with Tira. Okay, well, he's is he running following, after me? following very closely behind her. Even so, I still doubt that the four of us would fare all that well, but four is better than three. And I'm not just going to trudge back into the line after that victorious thing. Yeah, I'm charging after them. Okay. So I'm going with them. And I <laughs> stump off stump off in my scale mill armor. Great. Wombervash, you hit that initial line. Bodies rush past you. They're continuing to run toward the Tuanuan army, but a few do stop and take swings at you. You all hit that onrushing army and it's just confusion. It, there's the smell of sweat, there's terrible breath. Bodies are just falling left and right. Some are pierced with arrows. Others are just tripping over each other, but I mean, it's just chaos. And believe it or not, they're mostly ignoring you. They're being driven from behind to throw their numbers against the wall of the Tuanoan army. So really, it's up to you as to what you do at this point. I'm going to spend uh, three psi points on perfect senses. You gain a keen sense of smell and instinct to detect prey. I'm going after the axe boar guy. Yeah, and his name that he gave was Kaluakos. Kaluakos. I'm going after Kaluakos. I'm going to try to seek him out uh, at this point, so I'm heading straight toward him if I can pick up a scent. I kind of remember his scent from the last time we fought, his sweat mixed in with his funk. And so hopefully with this keen, or this perfect senses, um, I should be able to find him. Now, is that a check? It isn't. It says uh, very specifically, you gain a sense of smell and extinct to detect prey. You can see invisible creatures and objects within 10 feet of you, even if that you are blinded. So that's it. Okay. Well, let's, let's flavor it up a little bit. Okay. Your nose begins to twitch in this press of people. And it's almost like your nose has eyes of its own. It just locks onto this trail. You can smell that horse that he was on. And you begin to just plow your way forward. From behind you, you can feel more than know that Tira and Thump and Peter are close behind you. There's just this feeling of completeness. And sure enough, very shortly, you do hear... Tira's voice, I'm right behind you. Or, well, what do you want to say? I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right First behind you. First of all, how'd she find me? My stench? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you'd be the only animal running That's through true, here. True, true, 
I could I could see Tira running up to him, yeah. putting her hand on his back and saying, "I've got your back," or something Aww. like that. You know, How, however you want to do. I generally hate Slap that me phrase, right on the butt. But... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good game. I yeah. leap upon his back and I no leap no no no, 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 no. Riding his pig on an insane pig. War pigs. War pigs. Yeah. No, I no, do. Um, I do not that. He would murder me. Um, maybe I just run alongside him and, and I say, "Let's go. Let's get him." When we find the guy, is he trotting? Is he is he sort of standing still, commanding? What, is he still what is he you, you don't find him. <laughs> so you're following his trail, but okay. you're having to wind around these okay. knots of people, and they're. As orderly as they were on the on the far side, now that they have reached this midpoint and they're they're just all letting loose. The faster ones are, are just making tracks, and then the heavier armored ones, the more disciplined ones, are behind them, trying to move somewhat in formation, but they're breaking up over some unevenness in the ground. You can see a knot of soldiers, and above them you can detect the head and shoulders of Kaluakos rising above his bodyguard. Is he, so is he on a horse or, or, or standing? He's still on his horse. But they're still, essentially. Right, right now they are still. Fantastic. Uh, looking back, you can see the, f- the first figures of this dark army breaking upon the wall of the Tuonoan army. Uh, what, part of what they've prepared are hidden ditches. So they had laid grass over them. And as soon as the, the first rushers of the, of the army hit those ditches, they just fall in and there's spikes and things inside. And so they fall, they get trampled on by others and just the screams race all along that wall. And then it's just madness. You can see your formation staying tight, staying close. Their spears are, are locked in and they're, they're shoving forward and you can hear them chanting as they work in unison. You are now somewhat behind the main army of the, of the evil army. And like I said, you can see that bodyguard of Kaluakos there. They form a wall in front of him and he is behind them on his giant horse. They are also on horses. How many of there are there? Are there? there are, looks like eight figures and then Kaluakos behind them. Okay. Um, I am going, how far away am I from him at this point? Or from I'm going to say a hundred yards. So a football yards. field's length. I am, I'm going to barrel right to, I'm just going to, I'm, I, I pick up my pace. I'm running at top speed to hit them with as much force as possible. Let me know when I get kind of close or if I get close. Okay. You get close. Okay. Um, as they, <clears throat> as the bodyguards see you coming, they look contemptuously at this small group of ragtag soldiers coming toward them <laughs> and they actually dismount from their horses and Perfect. you can see some yeah. of them you can see some of them chuckling <laughs> mm. and they they ready their weapons to receive your charge all right um the moment i get within 20 feet of um what's the guy's name kaluakos kaluakos i have it written down the moment i get within 20 feet of kaluakos as i'm approaching these guys I'm going to mighty leap right toward him. Jump up. So I'm going to only spend one side point for that because that's all that's necessary. Right. 
and I'm going to jump right toward him and try to just barrel into him. So with the force that it took me to get to that point, and then a jump sort of at a diagonal straight to him, and I'm... <laughs> you know, all this other crazy junk right, when right toward fly. him. When pigs fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> what are you, what's I'm, your goal? I'm just barreling just right toward him. him I'm just going to... Actually, what I plan on doing is is more more of hitting the horse. I want to make sure that I, I throw this guy because I'm also going to use Brute Strike. And I'm going to do the remaining four points that I can spend at a time on that one if I hit him. I'm sorry, knock back, knock back. Mighty Leap is what? One. Is a bonus f- action or an action? Mighty Leap is is part of my movement. As part of your movement. Yep. That's what it says. Yep. And yes, as part of your movement, you jump in any direction. Okay. So that's fine. And then uh, knockback is when you hit, you're a target, basically. So hopefully I, I hit this thing. Please, please, please. <laughs> what did you roll? 16. Okay. And you said you're targeting his horse or well, him? Well, uh, like sort of where he's sitting on his seat, his seat or his saddle. So basically right there. him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That hits him. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Okay, he has to... Okay, um, when you hit the target, uh, you, you, you can activate this ability as a reaction. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked 10 feet away from you per side point you spend. So it'll be 40 feet in this point off of his horse, I would imagine, or his horse, whole horse with him. The target moves in a straight line. If it hits an object uh, in this movement, it gets a 1d6 per side point. Because it slammed into it. Sure. Now, is there a save versus that? A strength saving throw. He saves. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, so he he doesn't he doesn't get uh, any damage. Right. Horse and rider go tumbling backward. Yeah, yeah. But he somehow miraculously manages to stay in the saddle and not get rolled over by his horse. And the horse gets back up, and he's already right back in the saddle, ready to go. With that, let's roll for initiative. Oof. 15. I'm going to go ahead and do a luck point on that one. I have rolled terribly. I have rolled terribly. (laughs) 17. 17. Three. (laughs) Well, it's just for initiative. Just which order you go in. Thankfully. What is your dexterity, Womberbass? It is three. Oh, it's 16 plus three. You go first, the bad guys go second, and then me, Tira, and then Peter. Bash. All right. Uh, the moment I sort of land from, from sort of hitting him, I'm going to instantly grab my Panabis, and I'm going to two-handed just swing around and try to hit the horse right in the gut. I'm, I'm going to try to take the horse out. Ooh. Five. That's a miss. Okay. You swing, and the horse rears up on its hind legs, and your your panavis just swings right underneath it. Next is the bad guys. The horse drops down, and so does Kaluakis's axe. Okay. Does a 21 hit? Uh, yes, it does, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> 15 points of damage. Okay. The axe bites sharply into you, and you cry out in pain. Ow. <laughs> so you just basically lose all of those except for a plus one. Yeah, so basically I'm still back to my original Stinking hit points. <laughs> Minus 
this. But yeah. And this yeah. is why I'm glad you were fighting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> no healing word for you. <laughs> yeah, you notice that's why I didn't jump in with my mom again. I realized, oh, wait, he, he's got... He can take it. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> Tira, a heavily armored figure, swings at you. Mm. Is this one of the guard? Yes. 18. Yeah. I'm still only a 16 armor class. Well, does a helmet do anything for me? It should give you plus one. Nope. What? Nothing. What a worthless helmet. It's more decoration. Than- <laughs> it's more decorative. It's made of tin. It's yeah. ceremony. It's, 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 it's aluminum foil. It's just <laughs> aluminum, aluminum foiled on cardboard. He swings twice with his long sword and hits both times. But I'm in a rage. You are in a rage, so you will take <laughs> yes. half damage. 14 points of damage total. You're going to take seven. But from now on, if he tries to hit anybody else, your mom, after him. No, I have to hit him first. Right? Oh, I thought if they it's attacked not, you and not, then he moved his she focus. Has, you have to hit. I have to oh. hit. First, I have to hit him. <clears throat> and then from then on, if he attacks anyone besides me, I see. my mom goes well, after well, him. Well, let's just hit him real quickly then. Please. I would know. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm after. Yeah. All right. Peter, one attacks you and misses. Yay. Another one attacks you, Tira, and misses. And Peter, a second one attacks you and hits. A 19 or higher? I rolled a 17, and that's not including the bonuses, and then I rolled a natural 20. Okay. Oof. I I get it. Seven points plus 12. 19 points of damage. Can you not have your mom uh, step in front of him? Well, I didn't before he he announced the damage already, and I hadn't said anything. You did it fast on purpose. Sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and quick, quick, he rolls the switch damage, and you're dead. Okay. Whew. He just wants to kill Peter. <laughs> Actually, I think he's probably hurting at this point. Yeah. One attacks. Thump is Misses present. Thump. Okay. Come on, Thump. And Ugh. another one attacks <clears throat> Thump and misses, so that's a total of six now. And two go after you, Wamberbash. That's a miss, and that is a miss. Nice. Nice. Okay, that does it for the bad guys. Nice. All right. Me. Tira, what you going to do? I'm rearing back. I guess on the guy who hit me, I'm heading for the guy right in front of me, I guess. The one who hit me? Yep. 25. That's a hit. Or 20. That's <laughs> no, no, sorry. I know, he could have a crazy high armor class. I don't know. He's, you said he was heavily armored. All eight of them are. Mm, buddy. <laughs> Almost max damage. Uh, What's that, 19? Right? No, no, no. Six, 18. Plus, that's including your rage? Yeah. Your axe hits and bites deep. Another one bites real deep. <laughs> it is Thump's turn. He is going to use his rally ability. Yes. He's going to go ahead and attack. Normally. He shoots at your target, Tira. And does max damage. Nice. Get him thump! He follows up where you struck, and the arrow punches through that weak spot in the armor. And then he uses a bonus action to help Peter. So he's going to roll his superiority die. He rolls a four. You get four temporary hit points plus 
Thump's charisma modifier, which is a one. So you get a total of five temporary hit points. And that's what I'm talking about. You feel, you feel life surging back into you after that nasty hit that you took. Oh, wow. That almost does something about the 19 points of damage I just <laughs> took. Peter, it is your turn. All right. So first, a searing smite. So I whisper to my blade. And and suddenly it's it's it like the air around it seems to shimmer, and then you notice that it's glowing white hot, and flames seem to lick off the blade. And then I so basically, if I hit, I deal a d6, an extra d6 of fire damage. And then on the start of each of each of the target's turns, has to make a Constitution saving throw. And on a fail, it takes another d6. Nice. Bam. I'm gonna attack with my long sword. Does a 15 hit? That's a miss. Uh. Your sword screeks off the metal plating of the of the guard's armor and leaves a fiery trail on the metal that flames up briefly and then dies away. But he does get a little toasty for a minute there. <laughs> Close shave. <gasps> so because you didn't hit, the effect remains on the sword? Yeah, okay, for, nice. for a minute or so. Gotcha. Let That's plenty of time. Yeah, I'm in it. Walter so, Bash, it is back to you. All right. A- after my swipe of a miss, I'm going to like sort of recoil back around and try to hit, hit it with, again, two-handed Panabas right at the horse, uh, right at the horse's belly. That's a miss. That is going to be a miss, Steve. <laughs> Walter Bash is just, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> he had a great jump and a dramatic entrance. Yeah. One, two, three strikes, you're out. One, two, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> Kaluakos looks down at you with a sneer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't blame him. And turns his horse and begins to trot toward the north, leaving like his leaving leaving his guards to deal with you. <gasps> the two guards. How far away from him am I? You're within fifteen feet, but he's starting to make his way north at a reasonable pace. His it's horse is able to go sixty feet. Double that, double that of a person walking. Yes. A normal person. Of course, Tira has a 35. The horse begins to trot. You do get one extra opportunity attack if you want to use your reaction. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, But this time, my reaction is going to be I'm going to mighty leap into his back and hopefully stick him through the back with my Panabas. Okay. How many side points do you have left? Oh, I have 38 side points total to to spend. So, yeah. Yeah, but how many do you have left? Oh, uh, well, let's see. Nine, uh, 13... 14, 15, 16. So I only spent 17 thus far. So You feel a drain pulling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like someone Go unclogged ahead. the sink. And just... All right. So I'm going to do um, about how far is he away from me at this point? He's just leaving you. This is your oh. reaction because he's turning and leaving. So I'm going to take my Panabas and point it straight toward his back. And I'm going to just try to jump right into his back with my Panabas. And then when I get inside of him, I'm going to pull down. <laughs> Can you give me a dexterity check? Basically, you're you're going to be using your dexterity instead of strength on this attack to see if you can account for all of that because you're flying through the air. So roll like normal, but instead of using your strength modifiers, use your dexterity modifiers. Okay. <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> Is that a one? No. <laughs> oh. But it's still ridiculous. I told you, it's cold. You go sailing right by the horse. (laughs) 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 He feels a draft from somewhere behind. (laughs) Can I go past him, but then go like this with my left hand with my panabas right at his throat (laughs) as I pass by him? You still wouldn't hit. 
You didn't that's hit. A, that's a different, uh, no. Well, you can't do that. No. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> you just hear, biff, as he just like, can, hits I, at least, the can I at least pass gas as I go white ride? He's getting he's getting madder and madder. <laughs> you just see a green trail behind the rocket that is. <laughs> Are you sure you're not raging? <laughs> the stupid dice won't participate. No, cooperate. Yes. Okay. You see, you, you see a green cloud trail behind Besh's easy. <laughs> now, because you leave the area, the the two guards bring it. <laughs> bring it. One of them hits you as you fly out. <laughs> so that's the reason. <laughs> now, you never said they would have an opportunity to hit me. You just told me that I had an opportunity to hit homeboy. That's true. And because you left your space without... Yeah. You take 10 points of damage. Guys, we're a mess. Okay. I great plan and it is not happening <laughs> these dice won't cooperate okay uh tira your attacker comes at you, your attackers come at you uh-huh. and miss both of them Yay. peter they both miss Whew. excellent and thumps attackers one of them hits for measly damage oh good of course, only the dungeon master's bummed about this. All done with the bad guys. Kaluakos is making tracks north in the direction of that tall stone pillar Spire that's rising. Pillar. And you are next, Tira. The, the, the pillar is rising? No. Oh, it's just, it's just there. I mean, it's rising above the ground. I mean, yeah. how, how tall is it? It's hard to tell from this distance. Even when you were flying and you got within... A couple miles away. Uh, longer than that, but it, it was tall even then. Your guess, best guess from this distance, maybe a thousand feet tall, it's tall. Mm. Tira. That guy's leaving. Does it make you want to rage? I'm already raging! I can't go any fan. My 35 feet is not going to keep up with the 60-foot horse, so... Unless you double move. But then you're not going to be able to... then I don't get to do anything. Right. Well, maybe I double move because I was going to say something to him with my telepathy. Okay. You might cause him to turn around. I don't know I can do that yet. Call him a son of a motherless goat. (laughs) (laughs) I got two guys on me, though, don't I? Yes. So if you leave, they're going to get free attacks on you. They have free attacks on me. Let us have that. But I want that guy. Yes, you do. You do. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess double move, and once, once he's within my range, they both miss. Okay, cool. Excellent. <laughs> Cut him off guard. Yeah, you basically now you're running alongside him. All right. Oh, I'm just gonna look up at him and with my telepathy, I'm just gonna say, "Where are you going, coward?" As your mind reaches through the helmet toward his mind, Mm -hmm. it's like you're met with a seething mass of anger and rage. And you're trying to find a way to get in to deliver Mm -hmm. your message. 
and finally you do find it, but you're fighting through a lot of black, swirling nastiness mm -hmm. in his mind. And then you say again, Where are you going, you coward? I'm telling you, son of a motherless goat. He hardly even looks down at you with a almost like a brush, like an irritated brush of his hand. He keeps the horse trotting northward. I've double moved and yeah, yeah. said a thing. <gasps> Does my rage end? Because I didn't do anything. Yeah. Your rage ends. Now you have three more that you can use. Peter, it is your turn. Well, it's just, okay, sorry. Him brushing me off like that and continuing away, and I thought I thought I was going to be goading him into coming back, into turning around. And so I feel that. I feel the rage. I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost like stunned. It's, it's a terribly unsatisfying feeling. Yeah. So that's the, that's the rage ending. It is Thump's turn after Tira. Right. Oh, yeah. He attacks his, one of his two, and this guard goes down with an arrow in his helmet. Nice. Wow. That same one that he, you had already hit, mm -hmm. and then he had hit with an arrow. He pulls out another arrow quickly, draws smoothly, and releases at almost point-blank range. Sending that arrow punching through the helmet. Oh, it would be so cool if he like ran up to the guy, like ran up his chest piece and did a backflip off of it, and while in the air, just like <laughs> three sixty, a little ridiculous. <laughs> three sixty no scoped him. So this isn't a martial arts movie. <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> All right, that's what Peter imagines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what my hallucination produces. Peter, it is your turn. All right, once more with the searing smite and the longsword and all that. 17. A 17 is a hit. Yes. That's 10 points of damage with the longsword and another 4 points of damage with the fire. And this guy will have to start making constitution saving throws at the beginning of his turn. At the beginning of his turn uh, to douse the flames or else. Great. So he's on fire, you mean? Yeah. Oh, cool. Womberbash, back to you. I'm going to use mind thrust on him while he's running away it's 120 feet of me so he's still within range come on are you serious i have an inspiration point i'd like to use that i was gonna say why don't you do you not have luck points anymore I, i've already used it once yes, yes. that's better My 20 i said really like 25 or something 20, now, 23, it, 23. now is that something he needs to Roll okay. A saving throw? So, um, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. The target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw or take uh, 2d10. So, does that make your roll void and thus no, your so, use of the. I mean, no, I really didn't need that. He had to do a saving throw. What's the DC? It is 15. So, he takes half damage, I think. Isn't that what well, it says? Well, it says um, the target must succeed on intelligence saving throw or take 1d10 damage. Oh, so, damage. he doesn't take anything. His, you see his shoulders kind of roll a little bit as he's riding. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to find something in here. Wait, Wait just, no, no, I have something. Hold on. Throwing everything at yeah, him. Yeah, right. Well, that just stinks on a 19. I mean, he rolled a 19, so plus whatever. But the 19 wasn't necessary technically, right? Yeah. So does that mean that you didn't actually use your inspiration point? Oh, yeah. You did not. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're All welcome. Right. Um, that was an action, okay? As a bonus action, I'd like to do kill at one thought. <laughs> and I basically think that he dies <laughs> and he actually does. <laughs> no roll required. It's amazing. No. It works. <laughs> no roll required. You he's, got pages and pages and cool gone. effects there. 
He's gone. I have nothing. <laughs> oh, man. man. Okay. With that, Kaliwakos digs his heels into his horse, and it begins to gallop across the plains. Yeah, he better run. Leaving you well behind. What is with all these villains and just casually riding their horses out of the fights? Clods of dirt kick up behind the horse, and you can just see these giant pieces of turf lifting up into the air as the horse thunders <laughs> off to the north. Thumps attackers. One of them hits for much better damage this time. Peter's attacker hits for six points of damage. Womberbash, your two are starting to make their way towards you after your mighty leap off in some random direction. (laughs) And Tira, yours are coming after you. At that moment, you hear a rallying cry and looking back from the, from the line of the Tuonoan army, you hear this weird whooshing sound and you can see these long pipes that gangs of soldiers have rushed forward. They, they're shaped like dragon's heads with mouths open. They come forward and then you just hear this sound and gouts of flame come spurting out of the ends, sending flame into the, into the ranks of this army of 10,000 evil warriors. There are screams of confusion and chaos as they run any way they can, most of them back toward your direction Oh no! in panic. And you can see blackened bodies left on the ground, and so it's pandemonium. And then now at last, the Tuanoan army cheers and surges forward you can hear the cavalry galloping from the flanks and they are now now that the trap the final trap has been sprung it's beginning to go against this large army and within moments arrows come arcing over thudding into your attackers they begin to fall prone on the on the grassy land as they fall prey to the arrows and within the next 10 to 15 minutes, the battle melts away as though it had never been. Streams of black-garbed men with white-painted heads flow into the gorges in all different directions and disappear into the dark recesses, leaving the battlefield in the possession of the Huyngen. And that's where we're going to end it. Good, because I have to go to the Good. I've seen some shaking here (laughs) from... Several of us. <laughs> and we are at the two-hour mark right now. I was going to say, this is a long Yeah, one. it's a long one. I knew it was going to be. Uh, so let's talk experience points. Man. Man, what? I wish my dice would have cooperationed with me. Yeah, well. For your role in the battle, you each get 16 experience points. Nice. <laughs> so bad should be leveling up this, <laughs> this game. And for confronting Kaluakos and finding him once more, he found you, but whatever, mm-hmm. five experience points. Well, actually, we technically found him because we saw him from the mountain. Well, we so saw I mean, his he, army he from the came mountains. with the yeah. horde. I just wanted to have the last saying. <laughs> Clearly. So that is a total of 21 experience points. That is enough to bump, thump. Hey! Yes! To level four. Yes! Woo, thump! Get it. And let's talk Norse battle. 
me for being my inspiring example on the front lines. I liked your display after the thunderous smite. Yeah. That was neat. That, that was, was well cool. done. Take three. Tira, for finally trying I your helmet. I put on a helmet, yeah. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. three. <laughs> One more bash. What's that? I was just saying. <laughs> Stop. Um, I'm the one who actually sniffed out and fought. I found Homoblamas. Take three. Yes. Found what? Homoblamas. Thought so. That's his actual name. Any his other name? Any other points to give? To nominate for? Tira for. Oh no, she already got the helmet. Never mind. How many people did she kill? Versus Peter and I. She Three, killed two. I don't two, think I killed two. Two. I, yeah, obliterated two. Well, I. You took out the two on the skirmish line, right? Right, and then didn't I get? No, no, no. You're right. It was it was back on the skirmish line. Yeah. How and many did you kill, once... Peter? I didn't kill any. Any other awards to give? Not none are coming think, to mind. I think I uh, won the the um, the song. So I should get some experience points for that because you said take one if experience. You, if you point. don't, then that would be lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make it two. Make it two. I can have one point for remembering that encounter, which none of you guys seem to remember. It took me a while. <laughs> Why don't you take one? <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and have that recap. Well, hang on, I, mean, I got, got some arithmetic to do here. Hey, you finally have some arithmetic yeah, to do. Yeah, for real. Although I'm adding it to zero, so whatever points I got this time is where I'll be. 10, 15, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay. That's easy. Tira is 25 points into level six. Hey. Womberbash is 50 points into level six. Stop. Uh, Peter Greyhawk is 36 experience points into level six. Thump is zero points into level four. So what's he get? We'll find that out. Should I I do a level up episode for him? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't have any anybody in his class or race, so we need like a whole episode to talk about what he gets. And yeah, let's do that. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us through this battle. We know it's a longer episode than usual. We hope you don't mind. <laughs> and I think it was fun. I, I had fun coming up with a description for everything. And we will see where the party decides to go next, right here at Stack of Dice. Helps that when you first saw the title, it no, but like, the title is that way on purpose. <laughs> the, the, you see, you first saw it like I, see I didn't a brown even hear your explanation. In a crack. <laughs> no, it's it's. I see a brown streak and, and a crack and a crack, not in a crack. Like, so oh. what was the explanation again? When, you didn't hear the explanation. When, ba- when Bash gets ready to <laughs> jump, the ground cracks and then a brown streak <laughs> <laughs> of him jumping up. Or it can mean no. <laughs> Which would be appropriate for Bash too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't think he wipes be a, well. But would it be appropriate for child audiences? <laughs> sure. Are you serious? It's only appropriate for child audiences. <laughs> uh, grief. You don't need any more experience points. <laughs> Dad, please do not award him for this. It only encourages him. <laughs> what? 